Good morning, everyone. We are in chapter 37 of Genesis, and it's quite an interesting chapter to teach on and just to think about. So, um, Jacob now had the son, Joseph, and uh, Jacob treated Joseph as very special. I think that one thing that, you know, Again, it's, it's, it's interesting teaching. How do I say this? God is working and God is using this dysfunctional family circumstances to do something incredible. And we could say, man, there's some things that we're going to see Jacob and Joseph do that they probably could have done differently or could have done better. And yet, even amidst what they, you could perceive and, and probably even say they did wrong, God is working through that, above and beyond that, to accomplish his aim. So uh, acknowledging that, I would say at first we see here that, you know, Joseph probably ratted on his brothers in verse 2. He brought back an evil report to them about their father. And you know, maybe they deserved it based on their behavior as we read in this chapter what they did to him um, later. Maybe, you know, it was an accurate report about the, the evil things that his brothers were doing. But then it says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his sons because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a very colored tunic. And his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers. So they hated him and could not speak to him in peace. You know, and I'd like to say, looking at this, hey, you know, Jacob should have been more even keeled in his affection towards his sons and not favored one and given one a special coat. Um, and maybe, maybe he did completely favor Joseph in their midst, or maybe the other guys were such knuckleheads half the time. And Joseph was doing what was right, so Jacob treated Joseph differently because they deserved different treatment based on their behavior. So then, you know, you could say, hey, man, Jacob either did a really lousy job because he showed favoritism just to one, or maybe it was like, hey, that son, Joseph, deserved good treatment, and most of the other sons deserved poor treatment because of their evil behavior. So it... You know, either way, I think as a parent, you have to be careful to have bias or show increased affection to one um, that can be not good, right? But at the same time, if, you're, if your children are behaving in completely different ways, there's obviously going to be different treatment. So it can be kind of complicated, yet it seems like giving him the, the multicolored tunic and all that, he wasn't maybe being as careful as he could be uh, in showing uh, equal treatment to his sons. So then to make matters worse, I guess you could say, Joseph had a dream about one day his brothers bowing down to him and a couple of consecutive dreams about his someday future yeah, you know, privileged position and how everyone else was going to be coming to him. And man, you know, that would be a hard dream to 
hear from, you know, from your brother. And even Jacob himself, when he hears it, he, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream that you have had? Verse 10, shall I and your mother and your brothers really come to bow ourselves down before you to the ground? I mean, it sounded kind of ridiculous what he was saying. And his brothers were jealous of him, which that had already occurred. But his father, and this is interesting, Jacob, kept the saying in mind. It's almost as though Jacob, deep down somewhere, thought maybe there's some truth to this, you know, to this story that Joseph is telling. And, you know, here again, we have, okay, God gave this dream to Joseph, and it wasn't going to be a dream that likely the family was going to perceive well. So maybe Joseph could have kept it to himself. I guess that would be an option, you know, instead of creating more division or drama in the family. And, you know, you'd like to think, well, Joseph, you know, you've kind of been privileged and, and received this love and received these dreams. Maybe you could be really humble about it about what's happening so that you don't make matters worse. That could be something you could say. But perhaps God wanted them to know Joseph's dream so that one day when it would come true, that they could be in awe of God, how God foretold it all along. So that's why it is interesting and and kind of complicated, this passage as far as how what we learn about how Jacob and Joseph in particular conducted themselves. <coughs> Excuse me. Because in the end, God's going God's to gonna have his way, and it's, it's really quite a beautiful story. For those who don't know, uh, through this, you know, what happens next, the brothers are going to try to get rid of Joseph, maybe kill him, but then they end up selling him into slavery. And eventually... Joseph ends up in Egypt, and what a betrayal, right, by his brothers. I mean, wow, what they did to him. And then they come back and lie to Jacob that, you know, Joseph must have been ravaged by some wild beast. I mean, just an incredible story about brothers treating their brother Joseph in this way. And, you know, Jacob is just distraught and losing his son. Um, You know, what a horrible thing to have happen in the family, as we've talked about with this family. God's family, Israel, we've seen all this dysfunction, um, and we're going to see some more in the next chapter, by the way. But after this, we're going to see God's provision continue for this family. And it's amazing that through this trial and tragedy in Joseph's life, Joseph indeed is going to go to Egypt, and he's going to receive favor in Egypt. And eventually, he's going to save Jacob and their family from starvation because of a famine in the land. So even though all this awful stuff is happening in the family, God is still working. It makes me think of the passage in Romans uh, 8.28, all things work to the good, to those who love God, and to those who are called according to his purpose. And, you know, a lot of times that passage in Romans 8.28 can be misunderstood where you would say, like, all things are good. You know, like like everything that happens is good because it's God's plan. And I don't think that's what the verse says at all. It says, all things work to the good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So meaning bad things happen in, in life. And I, I, I got to believe it's a, a bad thing, all the favoritism that Jacob showed. It's a bad thing that his brothers 
you know, we're going to kill them and then sold them into slavery. That's not, that's not a good thing. But what happens is even in tragedies and trials in life, God can make something good come of it. Even something bad. It could be something bad that happens. But when we love God and we're called according to his purpose, God can still use something even bad and he can use it for good in our lives. And this one in particular is used for an, uh, an abundance of good. It's amazing how God works through the dysfunction to make something incredible happen, which is really the, the saving of the nation of Israel from stardom, uh, starvation and ultimately multiplying them in Egypt, multiplying this, them just as the goal was from the beginning. So this is this next set of chapters regarding Joseph's life is really an incredible story, uh, very enjoyable to take in and read, and uh, I hope you enjoy taking it in with us. God bless you all.